I want to give uh, this message, uh, or I want to start this message by saying this. God knows your name. God knows your name. God knows who you are. This past week or the week before, they say that the population of the world just passed 8 billion people. That's a lot of people. But even so, God still knows who you are. God knows your name. And when you repented of your sins and turned to God, the angels of heaven rejoiced and celebrated over you. (laughs) And they took note of you. I'll tell you this. The angels were watching the baptism service today as well. They saw what was going on. And so you repented. The angels have taken note of your name. And then your name, which is really important, was recorded in the book of life in heaven. That means all of those who were baptised today have their names written down in heaven's book of life. That's a good thing. God knows your name. Your name is important to God because you are important to God. You might not be important to the person sitting next to you, though I hope that's not the case. (laughs) You might not be important to the government. You might not be important to your neighbour, but you are important to God. That's why your name is so important. God even says in his Bible, he says, I've written your name on the palm of my hand. Now in heaven, there will be lots of Davids. My name is David. There'll be lots of Davids. There'll be lots of, they do say that all the best looking men are called David. That's just, I just got to get it off my chest. They do say that. That's all the Davids who say that. Yeah. In heaven, there's going to be lots of Davids. There's going to be lots of Arthurs. There's going to be lots of Marys. And obviously many of us have the same name. But the Bible says that God God will give to each one of us a new name when we arrive in heaven. That's why I just love that song, by the way. And the Bible says this in the book of Revelation. You're going to get a new name. It says this. God says, I will give to each one, all of us, when you go to heaven, I will give to each one a white stone, And on that stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Wow. But what does that verse actually mean? It's kind of a bit strange. What what does that verse actually mean? Well, the engraved part of that verse means the promise of a new name is guaranteed to you. It is set in stone. (laughs) And when he says that no one understands the new name except the one receiving it, then that part means the receiver of the new name will be the only one with that name. It is a unique name that God's going to give to you. It will be like God's pet name for you. Now, we all know what a pet name is, I presume. A pet name is a name that is used instead of someone's first, usual first name in order to express fondness or familiarity. For, for instance, I might call, call my grandson, you know, Superstar. My Superstar, that's his pet name. Or I might call my wife, The Boss. That, that, that's her pet name. <laughs> you might call your daughter, Princess. 
Doesn't matter how old she gets, she's always your princess. Your family may have a pet name for you. When my boys were little, we used pet names for them. Um, actually, their pet names came out of the, the names they have for themselves because they couldn't say their own names right. And then we started talking like them. <laughs> Today, my sons are both grown men, yet over the coming Christmas, as, as they come together, as my family comes together, without a doubt, without even thinking we're doing it, we will occasionally use the pet names for our sons, even though <laughs> they're grown men. That's just what you do. But you know this, we would never use those names in a public setting. I would never embarrass them like that. We only use those names within the family, at home. No one, and, and no one else needs to know, and I'm not telling you what they are. No one else needs to know those pet names because they would be meaningless to anyone else. It's us. We've got relationship. And, and, and those names are just for them and us as a family. God knows your name. But God also has a pet name for you waiting in heaven. That's what that verse is all about. Jesus will use that pet name when, start, when spending a time one-on-one with you. No one else needs to know that special pet name that God has for you. It's not for them to know. It's not for them to understand. And your pet name will be different to my pet name. You know, the Bible says this, that God calls the stars of the universe each by their own name. God specializes in names. He can think of a name just for you. And he has a special and personal and powerful name waiting for you. And that's how it's going to be in heaven. Wow, wow, wow. Let's say that backwards. Wow, wow, wow. Amen. Well done. (laughs) Nonetheless, our current names that we're given at birth are important because they reflect our identity and who we belong to. And over time, our names also become connected to our reputation and what people think of us. Most of us would like to think that we have a good name, which means that our name reflects a good reputation. However, as we journey through life, we pick up other names or labels that become entwined with our personal identity. Some of these labels of life can be honourable, but some of these labels can be destructive. The destructive labels and names that we accumulate over life then can float around in a person's mind, affecting the quality of the life that they are leading because of these labels that people have put upon them. For example, we read about this in the Bible. There was a man named Jabez in the Bible. Jabez That's an awful name. It was a terrible name because his name meant pain. And his mother cursed Jabez, her newborn, with this name at his birth. And so he grew up with this name. And we read in the Bible how this name nearly destroyed his life. That terrible name caused pain to splash on his daily living and it messed with his self-esteem. So he could not function because of that name. However, he was saved from a life of pain only because he turned to God for help. And whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. But like Jabez, many people live under the tyranny of labels that were given to them at school. Who knows that sometimes other kids can be so cruel? huh? You know, Labels that stick with you at school or from a family member or from an experience of personal failure and you give yourself a, a, a bad label. Perhaps some of that's actually happened to you. 
Unfortunately, we all say dumb things to one another. Who's ever said something dumb to somebody? Who's ever had people say dumb things to them? We do it, don't we? We give it, we receive it. Of course we do. And we, we say dumb things, not realizing that what we're saying may mess with a person's view of themselves. We just need to be really careful what we say, especially to children, everybody. You know? and, 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 and sometimes it's an off-the-cuff remark that can stick with a person for their entire life. People may things like, say things like, because of your past, they might say, oh, you're just a druggie. Once a druggie, always a druggie. Just an off-the-cuff remark. But man, that messes with you. You're trying to do the best you can already. Oh, you're that guy who spent time in jail. Oh, you're the guy who, who had that bad stutter at school. Oh, you were the nerd at school. You were useless at sport. You know, and you're really trying hard and somebody tells you that, you know. You'll never amount to anything. Oh, you, you had that funny face. You, 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 had that, you, you had funny teeth. And the list just goes on and on and on of dumb remarks, insensitive remarks that we can give to one another. And even though life has lots of positive experiences for us all, really, there's lots of positives about life, it just seems that we're wired up to focus on the negatives and the hurts that we receive from other people's comments. And God sees all of that. God sees every negative comment that you've ever received in your life. God sees it all. God sees how people become trapped with the names and trapped by the labels that burden them down that others have given to them. So in view of this, it's interesting to note that whenever a person in the Bible turned to God, it seems that God started to work on that person's sense of identity first. Somebody turns to God, God's response is to work on their personal sense of identity first. Often God would deal with a person's name or the labels that they have been carrying. So we see in the Bible that Abraham became Abraham. Jacob became Israel. Sarai became Sarah. The shepherd boy David became King David. The coward Gideon became the mighty hero Gideon. Exiled Jewish girl Hadassah became Esther, the queen of an empire. God specializes in changing names and labels of the people who turn to him. And then those people rise by faith to the new name or label that God has given to them. And it is the same today. If you repent of your sins and if you turn to God, then the first thing that God will do in you is he will pay attention to your name and to your personal sense of identity. Let me just use a personal illustration to explain how this works when we come to Jesus. My name is David Warwick. Most of you know that. My first name is my personal name, just like you have a personal name. My surname is my family name. My surname tells the world the name of the family that I belong to, just like your surname does. My surname is important because it helps to define me, it locates me historically, and it gives me a sense of where I fit in this crazy world. But decades ago, I met a very pretty young lady, and she was named Rochelle Molyneux. Rochelle was her personal name, and Molyneux was her family name. Then, after much begging from Rochelle, we decided to get married, 
And who knows that's not true. <laughs> we both decided to get married. <laughs> okay, I begged her to marry me. We all know the truth. <laughs> so we got married 40 years ago. And on the wedding day, we entered into a covenant with one another, which resulted in a surname change for Rochelle. So on the wedding day, Rochelle stepped out of her family and she stepped into my family. Poor thing, amen. (laughs) Rochelle chose to identify with me. So this is just an illustration of what Jesus does. Rochelle chose to identify with me. So she gave up her Molyneux surname and she took on my name, my surname, Warwick. And what's funny is that most of you in this place, you've never known her as a Molyneux. You've only known her as a Warwick. You can't think of her being anybody else. But she used to be somebody else. Then I sorted her out. Amen, with a name change. (laughs) I could just feel the pushback (laughs) coming. So Rochelle gave up her old name and label and became a Warwick by choice. I'm so grateful that she did. So grateful. And this is a great illustration of how it works with Jesus Christ and us. The Bible says this about Jesus Christ. It says that God gave Jesus the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess or every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name above all other names. When you turn to God and reach out to Jesus, you're turning your back upon the world. You're turning your back upon all those past labels that have defined your identity and you're taking on the new name, Jesus Christ. You're leaving your past and stepping into the family of God. You come under the covering of the name of Jesus. And being a Christian is all about living under the name of Jesus Christ. It's about living a life that is worthy of that name. And under the name of Jesus, God has a whole new set of labels to describe you. These names and labels are given by God to replace all the negative labels that you received in your past. There's a replacement set. And they're given by God to strengthen you and to sustain you. And they're given to propel you forward while you wait for eternity. So very briefly, we're just going to look at a few of those labels that Jesus has provided for you. And all of these labels are found in the Holy Scriptures, which is the Bible. So the first new label is this. And it comes from the Bible. I am saved. That's your new label. I am saved. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. Life. I am saved. I wasn't going to do this, but could you repeat it with me? I am saved. What a great label. Label number two. I am chosen. I am chosen. Who remembers at sport when the teachers say we're going to play a game of soccer? Two captains. Choose who you want. Who was the last... And you think, please choose me. And yeah, the last kid. Well, look at this. I am chosen. 
God loves you and has chosen you to be His own people. I am saved. I am chosen. Number three, I am forgiven. forgiven. That's a biggie because some of us have got stuff in our past that we don't want anybody else to know about. But we can declare, I am forgiven. And this is a scripture. I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus Christ. I am forgiven. There's nothing better than being forgiven for all your wickedness. And to be clean on the inside is a true gift from God. I am forgiven. Number four, I am a new creation or I am a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. The old life is gone and new life has begun. Everybody, I am a new creation. Yes, that's who you are. Number five, I am a child of God. I am. See, you're a somebody. You might not have been, in, been born into the British royal family, but who cares about them? Thank God you haven't been, actually, with the way they're going. Whew. But you've been born into heaven's royalty. Scripture says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. I am a child of God. <laughs> I am a child of God. What about number six? I am free. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. I am free. What a beautiful label. And, and then the next one, number seven, I am the light of the world. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Let me tell you right now, Australia needs you to shine its light. Now more than ever, you be the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And this next one is such a biggie, number eight. I am right with God. So you've got to let these labels, new labels, just swirl around in our minds and let them splash in our daily living. And they're going to do wonders for um, our heart and our soul. Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Number nine, I am free from sin. sin. That's your new label. That's your new label. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. Number 10, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. And the scripture says this, No, in all these things, referring to the troubles of life, and there are many troubles in life, No, in all of the troubles of life. No, in all of the opposition in our face. No, in in all of these things. No, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're not going under, we're going over. We've got a new name written down in glory. This is one of your new names. I am more than a conqueror. Praise God. Christmas is coming. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. The family's coming over. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. (laughs) Number 11. I am God's temple. This is precious. I am God's temple. 
Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? How beautiful. I'm a temple of God. That means God's Holy Spirit lives in me. That means where I go, God goes. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. (sighs) I'm God's temple. What a great label. The next one, number 12. I'm created for good things. I'm created to do good things. For we are God's masterpiece. There's another label. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The world's better because Christians are here, amen, who are doing good things. Boy, oh boy, number 13. I am not condemned. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You might have got up some, to some tricks when we were a lot younger, but the past is a past. The past is with Jesus. I now, when there's no condemnation to you today because you belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Number 14. I like this one. I am an ambassador for Christ. I am an ambassador for Christ. So we are Christ's ambassadors, the scripture says. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead with people, come back to God. Number 15, I am healed. That's a great label. That's a great label. That's, that's a great off-the-cuff remark to make to somebody. You are healed in Jesus' name. Maybe instead of making negative off-the-cuff remarks, we need to make positive off-the-cuff remarks to people. (laughs) I am healed. What does the Scripture say? But Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him, and by His wounds we are healed. That's a good confession. Even when you're on the way to the doctor, even when you're having to put something in your mouth because of the pain in your body, you know, still hold to a good confession in Jesus' name. Number 16, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Everybody together? I'm not alone. Don't be afraid, God says, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's a promise from God to us today. I am not alone. I can get through this. I'm not by myself. I can make it through. I'm making a comeback because I am not alone. Amen. Number 17. I am blessed. blessed. Or praise to God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. God doesn't hold back. He just gives and He gives and He gives. Our new label is, I am blessed. When you're feeling sorry for yourself, (laughs) when something perhaps hasn't gone your way, yes, you are. You're so blessed. Number 18, and there's only, I've only got 200 of these, so let's keep going. <laughs> only 20, only 20. Number 18, I am God's own possession. I am God's own possession. 
says, but you are not like that for you are a chosen people. There's a, we've said that label already. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You're a holy nation, God's very own possession. Wow, wow, wow. You belong to God. You belong to God. Number 19, nearly done. I am precious to God. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. And the scripture says, because you are precious to me, this is God speaking, you are honored and I love you. You are precious. You're precious. It doesn't matter what was said to you when you were a child. Actually, that's not true. It does matter because it hurts you. It needs to be dealt with. It does actually matter. We're not being dismissive. We just simply say, here's some new labels and that we're putting under the blood and we let that, that bad label go and we come with, I am precious to God. Amen. Number 20, final one. I am a citizen of heaven. Wow. Let's say it together. And the scriptures say, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're just pilgrims passing through. The best is yet to come. And you know, you, you know, as you go through life, you might not have the things that you dreamt that you would have one day and life might not work out to you, but this is not your home. Your home is yet to come. You might not even have a house to live in today, but the Bible tells us that there's a mansion in heaven waiting for you. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. What's the rest of the words? In that far land where we'll never grow old. Oh, praise God. Amen. In conclusion, I just want to congratulate all those who have been baptized this morning. They are citizens of heaven. They are who God says that they are. And I want to encourage those, because you've all moved your seats, who have been baptized. I want to encourage those who got baptized. And I want to encourage us all to embrace the new labels that Jesus Christ has provided for us as we continue to love, live under his mighty name. However, however, perhaps what I've spoken about today is new to you. Never heard anybody talk like this. Perhaps you've never been confronted with this wonderful message about God's Love and his plan for you. And so, as we finish, I just want to restate what I said at the beginning, and that's this. God knows your name. God knows your name. And God's waiting for you to turn to him. He's waiting for you to reach out to him. And God is ready to write your name in the book of life. God is ready to make those labels that we just looked at, God's ready to make them yours this is your moment this is your time to respond to God today shall we bow our heads and close our eyes everybody just want to ask you the question don't know everybody in the room but will you open will you open your heart to almighty God and allow him to cleanse you from your sin and make you into a new person I urge you I urge you to open your heart and to respond to God today. Let him write your name down in the book of heaven. Turn to God. Give the angels something to rejoice about today. And so as everybody's praying, 
as we just close our eyes. I want to ask you, are you right with God? Have you turned to God? I want to give you this opportunity. The service will be finished in about four or five minutes' time. I want to give you an opportunity to reach out to God. Would you reach out to God? I'm not asking you if you've ever read the Bible or anything like that. I'm just asking you if you've ever asked God to forgive you of your sins. If not, you can do that today. Why don't you reach out to God in your heart? Would you allow me just to pray for you? I'm not going to make a fool of you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just simply want you to meet Jesus Christ. And so if, if today you're saying, yes, I want to reach out to Jesus. I want him to forgive me of my sins. I want to know that my name's in that book in heaven. I want to be like those people who got baptized. I, I really do want to know God. If that's you, I'll pray for you right now. You stay where you are, but just give me a wave of your hand and I'll pray for you. Just give me a wave if that's you today. I need to see your hand. You've got to put it right up high so that I can see it. Just looking over the congregation. Don't scratch your head, by the way, anybody. Amen. It's amazing how many people scratch their heads. Praise God. But if you want me to pray for you, this is your moment. Just put your hand right up where I can see it. It's your moment. Your moment. And you knew this moment was going to come. Today's your moment. Seize it. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. It's okay. Anybody else who's saying, yeah, would you say a prayer for me? In this holy moment. Let's just put our hands upon our hearts, shall we? And Almighty God, we just thank you for your presence. We just look forward to that day when we get our new name in heaven. We look forward to seeing you. We look forward to hearing you say our name. Father, we thank you for your presence today. And we just pray for the lady down the back as she's reaching out to you. That you forgive her for all of her sins. We pray you'll wash her clean. And we pray you'll give her a new beginning today, following Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that you'll write her name down in that book in heaven. And we bless her today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. And they shouted, Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord.